On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we'll look at a pair of struggling closers and a couple of followers worth starting. Like death and taxes, Dodgers get a Dodger. I have not had uh, three go-throughs yet. It worked great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15 on The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15, presented by Topps. Check out Topps Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Topps baseball cards. Michael Beller and Al Melchior here with you on Thursday, August 19th. Let's jump into the news and notes. Great news on Chris Bassett. Got to start there. He received stitches for facial lacerations. We'll have surgery and a fractured cheek and jawbone. Obviously, that doesn't sound great on paper, but this could have been a whole lot worse. So everyone very thankful for that. Paul Blackburn was called up from AAA Las Vegas and started in... Uh, on Wednesday night against the White Sox. So have to imagine he'll be remaining in the rotation for the foreseeable future. The Mets are, quote, leaning towards shutting Jacob DeGrom down for the season. A really unfortunate turn of events here. Obviously, DeGrom has dealt with these injuries uh, for most of the year and has been able to pitch through some of them, not all of them. Maybe they shouldn't have pitched through some of them. That's another discussion for another topic. But looking like DeGrom could be done for the year, which... It would mean the Mets are done for the year, too. Javier Baez may return to that Mets lineup on Sunday, dealing with a back issue. Patrick Sandoval going to the IL with lumbar spine stress reaction. Joe Maddon says it could be a season-ender. Jose Quintana going to get a start on Thursday against Detroit. Freddie Peralta exited against the Cardinals with right shoulder discomfort. Uh, not uh, was uh, not initially hurt on a, a swing, and uh, thinks he'll be ready to make his next start. So that is good for sure. We'll keep an eye on that. Anthony DiSclefani leaving a game early with ankle discomfort. Anthony Rizzo and Ryan Yarbrough activated from the COVID IL. Akil Badu and Derek Hill both started rehab assignments with AAA Toledo on Wednesday night. Cubs are expecting to recall Keegan Thompson to start Saturday against the Royals. And Freddie Freeman hit for the cycle against the Marlins. Some closer stuff to get to. Al first, Aroldis Chapman was activated. Removed in the ninth inning against Boston with two outs. Runners at the corners and a 5-2 lead. He had already allowed a home run to Hunter Renfro. Lucas Litke gets a one-out save in that one. It's his first game back, but we're already having how concerned are you discussions about Chapman. So how concerned are you after this one, Al? Well, definitely given that, uh, you know, he didn't get the third out there. Because, uh, I mean, we can certainly just speculate and say, well, it's the first start back. And, um, you know, maybe the, the Yankees are just going to give him give him some time to get back into form here. But uh, yeah, that's a pretty, you know, pretty short leash that he had on Wednesday. So uh, yeah, I'm definitely a little bit concerned. And given that in the past that uh, Aaron Boone has shown a proclivity to uh, put Chapman into a, a lower intensity role uh, while he's working things out and they've got some options with Chad Green and Jonathan Loisiga. So yeah, I'm not taking it as a given that Chapman gets the Yankees next save. Alex Reyes blew a save also, this one coming against the Brewers in the ninth inning because of an Avasail Garcia home run and then lost it in the 10th on three unearned runs, but still uh, does have that L next to his name. After a banner start to the season, Alex Reyes has been a little bit more up and down in in the last, I don't know, month or so. Are you concerned at all with his role in St. Louis going forward? 
Not as of yet. And again, just sort of like uh, I was saying with Chapman, where the Yankees have shown a, a proclivity to go with a certain kind of pattern with these struggles. When he struggles, the pattern we're seeing in St. Louis is that Alex Reyes gets opportunity after opportunity to work this out. And it's not like they've really had great alternatives uh, in recent weeks. So at this point, I do think Alex Reyes probably gets the next save chance for the Cardinals. Move on to the standouts from Wednesday. Start with, what, one, two, three, four, two home run games. Uh, The first of, uh, you know, I guess a bunch of them really uh, not too much to say because these guys are widely rostered and widely loved by their fantasy managers. Marcus Semien, Max Muncy, Avisail Garcia all going deep twice. Semien is up to 29 homers on the year, Muncy to 28, Garcia to 23. I will just put in a plug for... Marcus Semien might have been the best offseason move that any team in the majors made with the Blue Jays getting him and what he's done for that team, how he has stabilized that top of the lineup, especially with George Springer missing as much time as he has going back and forth between the IL. There is a strong argument to be made, I think, L, that Marcus Semien was the best real-life acquisition that was made during this offseason. Stealing a ton of bases has just been a great, great get for those Toronto Blue Jays. The next two-homer game belongs to Will Myers. He now has 15 on the season. He started two of four games since Fernando Tatis has returned, as has Tommy Pham. What are you doing with Will Myers right now? Oh, I think I'm holding for the, the time being as long as I've got him in leagues where uh, I do have a, a place to stash him for the time being. But I'm watching this one closely because it's not really been a great season for Myers. It's not too surprising that he's looking like at least one of the the players that's losing some playing time with Tatis getting moved to the outfield. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how this works out, whether it is he and Tommy Pham who kind of share a spot or if one gains the upper hand over the other. But uh, as far as Myers is concerned, I mean, what he's doing this year, while it does seem a little disappointing, it's not that far out of line with what he's done most seasons. It's just Mm -hmm. that short 2020 season really looking like a big-time outlier right now. So expectations should definitely be lower for Myers if they aren't already. And now the playing time's a concern. Wander Franco starting to figure things out, it seems. Went three for four with a double against the Orioles. It was his seventh double of the season. Made 101 plate appearances since July 22nd. Al sporting a 304-366-500 slash line in that time. Sometimes it's just a matter of time, isn't it? Especially with a guy as talented as Wander. I think that's the takeaway here for sure. You know, took him about a month to kind of get his footing with uh, major league pitching, but you know, now it's been almost a full month. Like uh, you said, going back to July 22nd, where he's been producing pretty consistently, putting up a really robust slash line there over a, a pretty nice sample of plate appearances. So uh, I've got him in a 12 teamer, and uh, I probably about two weeks ago I just decided it's just uh, set him and forget him. Uh, keep him in the lineup. Uh, I think he's uh, he's earned that at this point. And uh, what? So now it's set him and forget him in fantasy leagues and in the majors for, oh, I don't know, the next 15 years or so for Wander Franco. <laughs> Ryan Yarbrough was in that game as a follower and in that game pretty damn well. Five innings pitched, didn't allow a run, just one hit, no walks, three Ks in that game. Hasn't walked more than two batters in any appearance all season and second on fly and liner exit velocity behind Corbin Burns. That is some nice company that Ryan Yarbrough's keeping. Is he doing enough in the role that he inhabits in Tampa to warrant plenty of fantasy interest, Al? 
I think probably more than he's been getting just because the the results don't really add up when you break down the peripherals. That um, stat that you cited with the walks was something that really surprised me because Yarbrough has always been somebody who's been very, very stingy with walks. uh, But just looking at his game log, I, I was really pretty surprised by that. So, I mean, he's just been absolutely consistent in that regard. He's been absolutely consistent at avoiding hard airborne contact pretty much for his entire career. So it's just a little strange to see his ERA up where it is. And uh, I think that there's probably going to be some positive correction coming for him and the start against the Orioles. Yes, against the mm-hmm. Orioles, granted. Take that into account. But I think there's going to be a little bit more where this came from. Uh, Mitch White uh, also taking advantage as a follower against a good or in a good matchup against the Pirates went seven and a third in his follower appearance no runs two hits two walks six K's and Josiah Graham and lump them together just because they were once upon a time not too long ago teammates or at least in the same system I'm sure there were teammates somewhere along the way Josiah Gray went six innings against the Blue Jays gave up his two runs on five hits and a walk struck out four looking at these two young guys how interested are you in them the remainder of the season. I'm really interested in Gray. And in that 12-teamer where I mentioned that I've got Wander Franco, I picked up Gray a couple weeks back. Uh, probably not keeping him in the rotation in that league every single week. In fact, I didn't start him this week because of the matchup. Obviously, that has not worked out very well for me. <laughs> and I was concerned about home runs. Both of those those uh, runs were scored on homers. So uh, with his fly ball tendencies, that's going to be an issue. You do have to look at matchups with Josiah Gray. But there's going to be, a, I think, a lot of the remaining weeks where I am going to want to start him even in a 12-team league. So I'm pretty clear on that. Mitch White, I'm still waiting to see uh, what his role is going to be going forward. Obviously helped himself a lot with this start against the Pirates. Uh, the Dodgers currently don't have a lot of options, but you know, come September, maybe we see, uh, hopefully we see Clayton Kershaw back. Uh, but in the short term, I think White is somebody to consider, probably not in 12-teamers for me, but I'd say in any league deeper than that, White is definitely on my radar. The yo-yo season for Tarek Skubal continues unabated. I guess in this analogy, I'm not sure if the down position or the up position is good for the yo-yo, but whichever one it is, that's where Tarek Skubal is right now. Uh, Seven strikeouts at six and two-thirds against the Angels on Wednesday. Give up six hits and two runs in that time. Over his last three, 17 and two-thirds, just two runs allowed, 17 Ks against two walks, one homer in that time. So good Skubal. Is thumbs up, correct, Al? <laughs> yeah, it is. And uh, we talked about him after his last start, too. And, uh, you know, I had mentioned that I, you know, maybe gave up on Scoob a little bit too early this this season. I thought after the last downturn uh, that he was kind of done for the year. And he's definitely proven me wrong. I do want to note that this latest start was against the Angels. And I don't want to discredit it just because of the matchup. Because, uh, you know, good pitchers, you know, are going to pitch well <laughs> against bad teams. But, um I have noticed that uh, since the All-Star break, they're not quite, the Angels aren't quite at the Texas Rangers level, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but they're kind of just like a half step up, half step up from that, really hitting for very little power, you know, especially with Mike Trout still out of the lineup. So uh, I think this is a team that maybe we should be talking a little bit more about picking on in the weeks to come. 
right, two more pitchers to talk about. One I'm going to fly through. That's the first one. The second one, I've got a question for you. Brady Singer looked really good against the Astros. Gave up just two runs and six and two-thirds. Walked two, struck out six. Again, that's that Astros matchup. He has the Astros again next week. He's probably just a streamer, even with the 364 Babbitt, but it might be tough to stream him in that Houston matchup. We can get into that a little bit more in a later show. We're running a little thin on time here. Marco Gonzalez, good call by you, Al. We talked about Marco Gonzalez and Ranger Suarez as streamers. You said, eh, not so sure about Suarez. He got roughed up by Arizona, but yes on Marco Gonzalez, and he did his part. Uh, did have to dance around six hits and a walk in five and a third, but didn't give up any runs. Struck out three against the Rangers, and now over his last three, 32 and two-thirds, 25 Ks against six walks. Just a pair of homers allowed, a 1-1-0 ERA next week. Oakland and Kansas City, that's all systems go sort of week, correct? Uh, I think so. Uh, I mean, Gonzalez in the, the last five has had three starts against the Rangers. So uh, that pads those stats a little bit. Rangers, obviously just a great matchup for almost everybody. But yeah, at Oakland, a little scary. But I think as a double dip, when you got uh, the Royals winding it up, uh, you can feel all right about starting Gonzalez next week. All right, Al, Thursday's streamers are now on tap here. Again, just two. We've got a little bit of a short slate. Two guys that jump out at us. Chris Flexen getting that Texas matchup. Madison Bumgarner against the Phillies. So, hey, the exact same Matt Games that we talked about yesterday, just different pitchers and one different side in this one. Who you got as a streamer today? Uh, I've got Chris Flex, and I'm going to go with the same pattern here. I mean, Bumgarner, I'm not sure how he's doing it, but he's been so consistently good since uh, coming back from the IL. But uh, going up against the uh, the Phillies and Zach Wheeler, uh, I, I'd rat feel I'd feel much safer about going with uh, Chris Flex in here. And just you know, bear in mind that uh, these two pitchers are rostered in a fair number of leagues, so it just might be a no streamer day. All right, and then let's wrap things up with the stock watch here. On the positive side, we've got CJ Crone and Bailey Ober. Crone is 22 for his last 49 with seven homers in that stretch. Eight Ks against eight walks, very nice. Next week, he's got three at the Cubs and three at the Dodgers, so that feels like pretty easy Thumbs up, get him into your lineup. Ober, over his last five starts, has struck out 24 struck out twenty four batters and walked just four in 25 and two-thirds innings. He's a 2.81 ERA in that stretch. And uh, since June 25th, 10th in called and swinging strike rate. So, uh, Crone, oh, to me, is just a, a pretty slam-dunky situation. Ober, though, I mean, is he someone who needs more attention as something more than a streamer? I, he absolutely does. I think that uh, you know we as a community have not really been uh, caught up uh, with Oper and, and what he's done over the last several starts. But yeah, I'm all in picking him up where I can. Um, certainly deeper than 12 team. And Crone, I would just say that uh, the recent change for him is he's hitting on the road now too. So even though he's got a couple of road series coming up, especially with that one at the Cubs. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. That's a slam dunk to start him. Jose Altuve is on the downside, 13 for his last 61, no homers, no barrels in that time. And, you know, obviously you're not going to be sitting Jose Altuve, have to believe he'll turn things around. Sonny Gray over his last six has just not looked good at all. 28 and two-thirds innings with a 7.22 ERA, 14 walks in that time. He does have 33 Ks, but not really taking much solace in that when the ERA is north of seven and the whip sitting at 1.6. Really quick here, Al, we're running out of time. Would you think about sitting Sonny Gray until you see something better? Yeah, and that's a, that's a real situation for me, so I probably am going to sit him next week. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15. Rate, review, subscribe, all of that fun stuff. The show returns Friday. I will not be on it. That'll be Al Melchior and Derek Van Riper, so everyone's probably pretty happy about that. Uh, have a good day. Have a good uh, time enjoying all the baseball. We'll talk to you on Friday. <laughs>